is an outrage to say that we had to delay this because he cares for the troops. We're delaying it for one reason and one reason only, to protect his own sad, sorry legacy. He now complains in the mornings that the Senate is not in session enough, that our calendar is too short. Well, whatever you think about that, the happy byproduct of fewer days in session in the Senate is that this institution will be cursed less with his cancerous leadership. I yield the floor. Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. That was Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton a few months ago when he was having a disagreement with now outgoing U.S. Senator Harry Reid over some defense spending. Here to discuss Harry Reid and his departure, Michael Warren from the Weekly Standard. Michael, Senator Harry Reid, former Senate Majority Leader turned Minority Leader, gave a fond farewell. And I thought it was so interesting, the fond words floating about him because I just read your piece about the real Harry Reid. So while other people are coming to praise Caesar, I'm here to bury him. Would you please remind the <laughs> Weekly Standard listeners who Harry Reid, the man and the politician, really is? Well, this this piece was written almost four years ago, so there's plenty of stuff I didn't get into the original piece that I'm sure he's out of. But, but, but back then, he was the majority leader and was really, uh, in many ways, an imperious and uh, uh, to use the term of art now, problematic uh, for uh, the Senate and for sort of keeping the institutionalism of the Senate, but also just uh, the general uh, level of discourse within our politics. I think we can lay a lot of the blame, not entirely, but a lot of the blame, at least on Capitol Hill, on Harry Reid. He makes people, he makes his opponents, he even makes his allies uh, go crazy and say things like, uh, go F yourself, as John Boehner famously told Harry Reid. I mean, John Boehner is not a guy who you know minces words necessarily, but uh, he's a little politic uh, in those situations. And even he was uh, was sort of drawn out into saying, uh, "Go f yourself," and 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 that's the kind of reaction Harry Reid gets. Well, a lot of people on the right have famous political moments about Harry Reid. They remembered to me this just the most egregious was saying, "I I understand that Mitt Romney doesn't pay his taxes or you know, hasn't paid any federal income taxes," which was completely made up. I mean, just it was as made up as Area 51, right. you know, kind of thing. And the part that jumped out at me is he had no shame while he's doing it. Sometimes you see doing political attacks, you'll see someone, and they're kind of uncomfortable. It's like, like Tim Kaine, famously, right. in the debate. But uh, So that's the Harry Reid has no shame. Yes, you're what, absolutely that's right That's what about I wanted that. to get to. Your reporting is that the awful political operative that we see is in fact the guy just doing politics. That's that's how he acts, at least in his job. And and mm-hmm. people say, you know, even somebody like Tom Coburn, who's uh, far, as far from Harry Reid as you can get politically, uh, told me that well, he likes Harry Reid personally, and maybe Tom Coburn was just being a nice guy because I haven't actually <laughs> met anybody else who said that. Um, but you know, he, he appears to be a, a good husband to his wife and and uh, and a good father to his children. But other than that, uh, he's uh, he. Runs. He ran the Senate when he was a Senate Majority Leader, and he sort of runs uh, politically the the Senate Democrats from a position that uh, it's his way or the highway. Right. And uh, if if you're in my way, I will punch you. You know, he's a former boxer, uh, amateur and semi professional boxer, so he kind of has which which 
it doesn't strike you when you first see him on TV or meet yeah. him. <clears throat> he's kind of small, little nebbish. Uh, he's lost, you know. He's he's very thin. Right. Uh, he doesn't seem like somebody who's going to punch. Uh, but that's that's the uh, that's the facade mm-hmm. behind which Harry Reid really, uh, uh, I think, treats people as uh, as objects to get his uh, political gains, however he can. I have a thesis to run by you, sure. Michael Warner. You've done the reporting on Harry Reid. Is that Harry Reid? Nancy Pelosi and Barack Obama, what they share that matters most is not ideology. It is, as you just said, the belief that once you have the reins of power, seize them, use them. If it involves having a bill that was deemed to have passed that had not, if it involves blowing up filibuster requirements, if it involves telling your Republican opponents, I win, right. I won, that that the, the notion of kind of the old, old days where, you know, we're kind of a 50-50 country, so I know my side won, but we're going to include some Democrats. On my side won, we'll have some Republicans. Right. You know, Clinton reached out to Republicans. W reached out to Democrats. I think that this era, personified by Harry Reid, is the screw you. It's battle to the death. Everybody's on my team, period, no quarter. Is that an to- accurate as- assessment? Totally. And and you have to add this with Harry Reid because he is definitely one of the chief practitioners of this uh, style of politics. But it's the particular way in which he practices this. He's particularly nasty. And, and I think uh, you can see that in the way he treats his friends. I, I think I wrote about in the piece mm-hmm. about um, his uh, his ally, Max Baucus, a, then the senator from Montana, a Democrat who had hammered out this deal uh, with uh, with Republicans about some kind of tax uh, a rewrite uh, of the law. And it was this whole sort of structure that had just had been had hammered out and negotiated. And, uh, and Harry Reid read a news story about these negotiations that made him feel like he was, uh, I think, you know, not important, or maybe he was, uh, you know, his liberal members of his conference were getting screwed over. And so out of nowhere, he dropped a bomb and said, actually, we're scrapping this entire thing. We're going to push through the way I want to do it. Uh, didn't tell his ally, Max Baucus. He didn't tell any of the Republicans, of course. And uh, he kind of just dismissed any, well, where did this come from? He, right. he, he, he kind of stabs you in the in the back and then twists the knife just that much more to make you uh, uh, to make you really feel the pain and and that's the way he is about just about everything you also have pointed something out about the nastiness of Harry Reid, his personal attacks on people, and this bizarre comment he made about the big woman and the small woman. I had forgotten that until I read your my, piece at weeklystandard.com. But I, I still can't entirely wrap my head around what he was thinking. So Harry Reid is in the White House. Uh, this is uh, sometime around 2011 or so, and he's waiting outside the Oval Office to, to meet with the president, and uh, a White House staffer walks by a, a woman. And he looks at her and he says, uh, you're my favorite big woman in the White House. And <laughs> and he mentions another woman. He says, she's my favorite small woman. Now, this was, she was actually not uh, uh, overweight or obese. This was, he was making a comment about height. But it just boggles the mind right. why the Senate Majority Leader would think this is an okay thing to say to anybody, let alone you know a woman working in the White House. Uh, but this is—I mean—he's got these weird obsessions. He's obsessed with things like weight. He, really, he, he criticizes his own staff for for you know putting on too many pounds. Uh, he he uh, he comments on people's 
Wait. Yes. Uh, he, what is it, body we, issues and all that sizeism. Si- whatever. Exactly. It's, called. It, it, it's 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 something. And I don't <laughs> want to get into the psychology of this because I can't right. I can't figure this out. But he is obsessed with it. He's a he's a small, slight, and, and somewhat in shape mm-hmm. man. Uh, so uh, so this has something to do with it. Uh, he can be very uh, uh, you know questions from the press. You know the press is not uh, the Capitol Hill press is particularly not uh, that interested in tripping Harry Reid up. Uh, but. Even when they make small attempts to sort of uh, ask him difficult questions or trip him up on on inconsistencies, he can be incredibly nasty as well. He'll uh, drag people along. He he speaks in this kind of clipped, very quiet way. So you almost have to strain and 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 and, and strain your ear to hear what he's right. having to say. Uh, and and uh, he could just be so difficult to work with. Uh, I remember this one time he was uh, uh, he, he sort of strung this poor young reporter along who was trying to ask a question about uh, about some uh, you know piece of legislation and Harry Reid proceeded to just berate him by asking him very detailed questions about the piece right. of legislation whether he knew it or not uh, and then uh, and then sort of left this sort of befuddled reporter in his wake um, he <laughs> I mean, I can go on and on about all the terrible, nasty things he said about his uh, about his fellow Repub- or his fellow Democrats, uh, his fellow senators. Um, it's just it could fill an entire book. Well, uh, what my uh, you know epitaph for the career of Harry Reid is that at least in my lifetime, he's done the most to turn the Senate into what it was never intended to be, which is a body of parliament. It right. was supposed to be. I mean, I you, know, you hear all these stories about a, you know, a Republican president would say something and the Republican senators would rise up and say, no, sir, that's the purview of the Senate. They, right. they you know, preciously, jealously guarded the prerogatives of the Senate. And Harry Reid just turned it into basically president obama's you know gang that's right psychopaths they hung along and whatever the president wants he can get he can rewrite our laws he can overrule our decisions go right ahead mr president yeah i i won't get in all the the details of sort of how he manipulated the senate rules to do that but that's exactly right he sort of ran it as a mature majoritarian body uh and and the senate of course prides itself on sort of every senator has its has his own voice and 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 a modicum of power and uh, and harry reed really trampled all over that we could see that uh, uh also here's the most important uh, point i think about harry reed is uh he is very effective i think republicans like to make fun of him for all the things that he does and says but he was very effective on uh for his party but only to a point and i think ultimately harry reed's successes are short-lived with a lot of long-term uh drawbacks and you can see this in his decision to get rid of the filibuster uh, for presidential appointments. He did this sort of in a fit of peak after a lot of liberal Democrats in his conference were just, you know, aching for this because Republicans were mucking things up and not letting President Obama's, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, appointments go through. And uh, what do we see now? We see entirely uh, Republican control of the Senate, the House, and, uh-oh, the White House. And all of a sudden, Donald Trump is able to get through uh, all, almost all of his appointments without having to reach that 60-vote threshold uh, in the supermajority. And, and this is something that, uh, you know, it was a victory for Harry Reid and Democrats in the few years that they had mm-hmm. where they controlled the Senate uh, uh, or, or where they controlled the White House. Uh, but but now the tables have turned and Democrats are, are going, wait, why why exactly did we decide to do this again? Yet another Democrat whose legacy is going to be defeat. President Obama will be remembered not in a good light after handing the White House over to Donald Trump. And there's Harry Reid losing to Donald Trump and to a piece of exercise equipment, allegedly. <laughs> Couldn't so, have happened to a nicer guy, you know. <laughs> and that is our celebration of the career of Harry Reid here, here on the Weekly Standard podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com for great writing by Michael Warren and others. Also, the podcast 
podcasts are there, and you can subscribe to our podcast at iTunes.com, The Weekly Standard. Thanks so much for your time. I'm your host, Michael Graham.